Amen. Good morning, everyone. You guys still asleep? Yeah, most of you. <laughs> you guys need some coffee. Um, I heard Pastor Ed is uh, treating everyone with coffee. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Downstairs. <laughs> Just kidding. So good morning, everyone. Welcome to church. It's, hap- uh, it's, a, it's good to see everyone uh, after a week of uh, doing our life and uh, doing our own thing, doing work. It's happy to see our second family. Uh, for me, I consider uh, Heartland as my second family. Uh, and, um, and apart from my family, you guys are family uh, with me. So uh, with that in mind, happy to see you guys. Um, so as you may know, we are currently doing a collection of messages based on the book of Philippians. And uh, this morning, we are going to to continue just that. We are going to continue this series through the book of Philippians. And today, uh, we are going to base our message from the the passage of Philippians 12 verse, Philippians 1 verse 12 to 14, sorry. So with this in mind, would, would you please stand up with me as we read our scripture for today. So let's read uh, this passage as a community. And verse 12, starting from verse 12, it reads, Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Verse 13, As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chain for Christ. And in verse 14, Because of my chains... Verse 14, because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. Would you please pray with me? Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for the opportunity that you've given us to gather together as a community in Christ, Lord. Lord, as we listen to your word, Lord, as we study your word, Lord, guide us, give us wisdom, Lord. Give us the attentive attitude, Lord, to, to go into the passage and to pay attention in what the, the word is saying, Lord. I pray for help that you guide me this morning as I deliver your message for your people. I am nothing without you, Lord. So I, I, I pray and I ask and I plead that you be with me as, you, as I deliver your word for them today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can now sit down. The title of my message, brothers and sisters, is this. God never stops working. God never stops working. Last summer, when I went to Grand Rapids uh, to volunteer for this ministry called Pathway Camp Ministries, I heard this very simple uh, principle or phrase in, in one of the lessons that we taught the kids out there. And this principle stuck with me ever since I've heard of it. And it's this principle. Even when things are bad, God is good. Even when things are bad, God is good. So if you've been to a DVBS of some sort, you might have heard of this principle. And it carries the idea that even when everything around you is going wrong, and even when everything around you is 
pushing you down and making you hopeless, you can trust the fact that there is a good God who will never leave you nor forsake you, who will be there for you 24-7, and who will continue to work behind the scenes to work things out for the better. And it's a very good uh, promise or thought to think about, especially uh, when things are going wrong in our lives, when, when trouble arises in our lives. It's a very good thought to think about. It's a very, very good promise to embrace whenever we, we face trials, especially nowadays when people are losing jobs, people are, are facing financial uh, problems because of this pandemic. Even when things are bad, God is good. It's a good thought to think about. With this in mind, however, there are going to be times in our life where we will have a hard time believing in this principle. Because you see, there are many of us, if we are to be honest with ourselves, who doubts God whenever we, instead of trusting God, doubts God whenever we find ourselves in a situation that leaves us hopeless and down. What I mean is this. Oftentimes when we find ourselves in a hopeless situation, uh, whether we, we find ourselves laid off of a job or whether we lost someone, a, a loved one, or whether we are experiencing hardship with our finance or with our family members, instead of believing that God is good, that God is working behind the scene, we, what we often do is doubt God and e- e- even doubt that He is good, that sometimes even doubt if He even exists. The point is, we doubt God. I don't know about you, maybe you are fully sanctified and holy in Christ already, but I'm not. I'm not perfect. There are times that I doubt God. There are times that there are situations in my life where the situation leaves me asking God, God, are you even there? I don't know about you, maybe you're perfect, but brothers and sisters, I'm not. And I face this issue. And I know this for a fact, not aside from my personal experience, I I know this for a fact because I've spoken recently and in the past with friends that struggled with the same issue. That they doubt God and they ask if he is even in their lives. And you could say that the point that, I'm, that we're having here is that sometimes instead of trusting in God, that, which is what we are called to do, when problems arise in our lives, our natural inclination is this, to doubt God, to doubt that He is good. And you could say Paul find him, found himself in a situation where he could have responded in such a way where he could have experienced such an issue. You see, going to the passage that, that we've just read, we could see that, that Paul, after thanking the Philippian church, after thanking the, the Philippian church for their partnership and support in the gospel, went off to answer the concern of his current situation. And as some of you may know, if you have been reading through Philippians and if you have been following us along in our sermons, in our series, 
when Paul was writing this letter, when Paul was writing to the Philippians, he was not in a mansion. He was not in his, in the, at the comfort of his home. He was in prison. He was not in a very ideal situation. And you could say that he was in a situation that often brings hopelessness for most people. I don't know about you, but if I am in prison, I won't be giddy up and I won't be hopeful because I am in prison. I think my life would be done. But in this letter, Paul wanted to encourage the Philippians with the fact that even though he was in prison, God did not stop working in his life and through his life. And he did this by telling them that that instead of halting the advancement of the gospel, his imprisonment actually helped to advance the gospel. And I believe that this story, the story that Paul, that, that Paul wrote in this passage perfectly represents the fact that God never stops working, even during hopeless situations in our lives. So with that in mind, for the remaining time that we have together, I want to present to you with this idea. And the idea is this, God never stops working even in the midst of hopeless situations. God never stops working even in the midst of hopeless situations in our lives. It means that he will never leave you nor forsake you, and it means that he is there working to accomplish his purpose, whatever situation you are in. Uh, And I want to prove this idea by by presenting to you two observations that I believe points towards this, this idea of God never stop working even in troubled times in our lives. So with that in mind, if you have your Bibles with you, please turn it into uh, that passage that we just read earlier, which is Philippians 1, verse 12 to 14, because we are going to be camping in that passage. So with that in mind, once you're ready, let's start with our message for today. Uh, So the first observation that I want to present to you is this, brothers and sisters. The first observation is this. God accomplishes his purpose even in the midst of hopeless situations in our lives. God accomplishes his purpose even in the midst of hopeless situations in our lives. As we can see in our passage, Paul's imprisonment did not stop God's purpose from being completed. Rather than being held back by this unfortunate event that that happened in Paul's life, God was able to work through Paul and, and, his, and his imprisonment to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. What I mean is this, though Paul's impris- uh, through Paul's imprisonment, the gospel was made known to, to, towards the Roman imperial guards, the guards that guarded Paul day and night and other people around them. And we can see that in verse 13 in our passage where, it, where he said, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace garden to everyone else that I am in chain for Christ. Based on this passage, we can see that God used Paul's imprisonment to, to complete his purpose of advancing the gospel to the Roman people. John MacArthur, a pastor in, in California, 
a, a, a very good theologian and, and, and a very renowned speaker, he said this. He said people around him talking about Paul recognized that Paul was no criminal but had become a prisoner because of preaching Jesus Christ and the gospel. And Charles Wendell gave a very good commentary in regards to this, this, this passage. He said this, Think about it. With each changing of the guard came one opportunity for sharing Christ, for telling his compelling story of conversion. For two years, the guard heard Paul pray, preach, and dictate letters. They listened as he conversed with others about the consequences of sin and offered a new start by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. In this way, the gospel penetrated the imperial barracks like an arrow through armor. Even in Paul's imprisonment, God worked through Paul to accomplish his purpose of spreading the gospel. God accomplished what he wanted to accomplish even in the midst of hopeless situation being present in Paul's life. And brothers and sisters, it's the same for us as well. Like Paul, you may experience events in your life that will leave you discouraged. You may experience in your life uh, that some, some, some situation that will get you down and hopeless. There's a saying, when you have a problem, that's life. Or life happens. Life is not perfect. If you have a life without any problems, let me know. I'd like to have one. I'd, I'd like to know your ways. But most oftentimes than not, we have problems, we face trials, we face troubles in our lives. That's life. That is life. You may experience hopeless situations in your life, but I want to remind you folks that no matter what you are going through, I want to remind you that today that God will continue to work in your life and through your life to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in your life. Like what we did, what, like what he did with Paul, he, equipped, he will equip you, empower you, and strengthen you. And he will make you capable to be his instrument even in the midst of, of any situation you are going through, whether it's good or bad. He will make you capable so that you can be an instrument of glorification of his name. He will make you strong. He will make you capable of glorifying him and helping him accomplish his purpose in your life in any situation of your life. And that is why I believe that God, that God never stops working. Because like what we saw in Paul's life, he accomplishes his purpose in our life despite, despite any situation we are Are you guys still awake? No. <laughs> this brings us to our second observation. And that observation is this. God often brings hope 
out of your hopeless situation. God often brings hope out of your hopeless situations. In our passage, God brought out hope and encouragement out of Paul's imprisonment. He did this in two different ways. Number one, he gave Paul the encouragement and hope through his imprisonment. Philippians 1 verse 12, it says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. You could see from the tone that Paul used in this verse that he was far from being discouraged. In, in this passage, you could, you could say that he was saying to them that, guys, I want you to know something. I want you to know some, something amazing. I want you to know that something amazing happened in my life that is very unexpected. He was excited. He was not discouraged. And I would argue that he was far from this being discouraged. Because in this passage, he was meaning to encourage the Philippians of his status. He was meaning to, to encourage them through his imprisonment. That despite his, his, his situation, he wanted to prove to them that God is working in his life. That God never left him. So he said, guys, don't worry. Even if I'm in prison, God is with me and he's working in my life and through my life. God used Paul's imprisonment. The second, the second way he did this, where he brought hope out of hopeless situation, is this. He used Paul's imprisonment to encourage and strengthen other believers in Rome. Philippians 1 verse 14 says, uh, this is not it, uh, but he said, it says there, uh, and most of the brothers, having made, become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Most of the believers in the Roman church got encouraged and, and, and got strengthened to preach the gospel when they saw how God moved in Paul's life. They got, they got encouraged uh, and, and, and bolder to preach the gospel because because by looking at Paul's imprisonment, they, could, they knew that God will be with them as they continue to do the will of the Father in their lives. They knew that like Paul, God will never leave them nor forsake them, even in troubled times. They realized that God will equip them, that God will strengthen them, that, and that God will make them capable to accomplish the purpose that he has for them. John MacArthur once said, uh, Paul's example of powerful witness to the gospel uh, as, a, as a prisoner demonstrated God's faithfulness to his persecuted children. And that imprisonment would not halt the progress of the gospel. This encouraged others to be bold and not fear imprisonment. And it's the same with us. Have you ever been encouraged by, by seeing someone's life 
by seeing how God moved in someone's life. With me, I've had some, some, some situation where I have been encouraged by someone, even with them not telling me or even with them not encouraging, encouraging me vocally. I could just look at them and see the transformation that, that happened in them. I could just see how God moved in their life, and I'm encouraged to, and be, to be passionate and to serve God more. I see, and there's a couple of people right in this room that, that, that did that for me in my years in this country. That despite of the problems that, that, that you are in, you, you, you let God use you and you let God work in your life. And you don't know that by being faithful, you are encouraging others to be faithful as well. The fact of the matter is God will use the hopeless situation, troubles in our lives to encourage and strengthen you and other people around you and encourage them to trust in him more and more and to keep on moving forward. And there's another reason why I believe that God, God brings out hope out of hopeless situations. And that reason is the cross. That reason is the cross. Out of the hopelessness that the symbol of the cross brought at that very moment in time. Out of the hopelessness that the death of Christ brought to, 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 the, to the disciples at that time. God brought out of it. Out of all the hopelessness that this whole event may have brought to the people close to Jesus, to the people uh, that's, that's following Jesus, God brought out of it hope that, that's still affecting us today. Through the cross and through the work of Jesus Christ that he did on the cross, God brought hope to us by bringing salvation for sinners like you and me. Because of the death and the resurrection of Christ, on the cross, we sinners can now be forgiven of our sin, past, present, and future. We can, now be, we can now be made righteous in the eyes of God, even if we are not righteous in and of ourselves. We can now attain eternals, eternal life and go to heaven. And all we need to do is receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior by putting our faith and trust. The point of the matter is, brothers and sisters, God oftentimes brings hope in our lives out of hopelessness, out of hopeless situations, out of troubled times that we have in our lives. So in summary, in summary, that I, the idea that I want you to bring home this morning is this. God never stops working in your life, especially in the midst of the troubled times that you experience in your life. And how do we know that? How do I know that? Number one, we know that because God still accomplishes His purpose in our life despite our troubles, despite uh, the problems that we may be facing, despite of the discouragement, despite of the uh, uh, hopelessness that we may face. 
and you could just look at the life of this church. Do you know how many challenges we have faced as a church? And we are still here. God, and if you look at how God moved in our church, in this community, in this family, you can be encouraged that God is working in our community and in our family. And if you look at how the, the faithfulness in God in this family, you can just, you can't help but say, praise the Lord. You are worthy to be praised. God, this is a fact for our church, even despite of the hopeless situation that the heartland experienced. God still accomplished his purpose for Hartman. And number two, God brings hope out of hopeless situations. God brings hope out of hopeless situations. So as we come into a close, uh, I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, that you are never alone especially in times of hopelessness, especially in times of troubled times. I want to remind you that, that you can be assured that even when things are bad, God is good. Even when things are going wrong in your life, God is working in your life to fulfill His purpose for your life. Like it says in that bridge that we just sang earlier, even when I don't see it, He is working. Even when I don't feel it, He is working. He never stops. He never stops working. He never stops. He never stops working. And my prayer, brothers and sisters, is that in your life, that you, have, you, you will have the encouragement and the, the, the seal to, in, to trust in God, especially in times of troubled times. And as a church, my encouragement, brothers and sisters, as an observer and as someone who grew up in this community is this. Be faithful. Be trust in God because God is faithful. With that in mind, let us close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for this morning, Lord. The message that you've given us, Lord, to encourage us that even when things are bad, even when things are going wrong, that even when things are, are hopeless in our lives, that we have a good God that we can rely on because you never stop working. That you keep on going even when we do not feel like working, even when we don't feel like moving forward, even when we don't feel like we are, have the hope to continue on. You are there lifting us up and moving us forward. I think from this message today, what, one of the things that I got, Lord, is that without you, the challenges and the troubled times that we face in our lives will just push us down. But with you, we are made capable to use our situation to glorify you and to serve you fully. 
So I pray, Lord, to help us trust you, to help us trust in your faithfulness, to help us trust in your sovereignty as we move forward personally and as a community in Christ. Thank you, God, for this morning, Lord. And as we, as we disperse and as we go and do our own thing, Lord, and do our lives, Lord, this week, I pray, Lord, that you give encouragement and hope to my brothers and sisters, Lord, that they have a God who they can trust and who they can rely on, especially in times of trials. Thank you, God, for your message. Thank you, God, for this privilege. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.